Welcome, welcome to the Carl Vibe Show and podcast. I have a really awesome guest lined up tonight. Uh, we're going to do something a little bit interesting and different where we're going to be reviewing some footage. It's some hot footage that's come out of the uh, Department of Homeland Security. It's been dubbed the rubber duck incident where there has been a UAP or UFO flying over the desert near the Tucson, Arizona region. And it's over 20 minutes of footage. In fact, the total original footage, which you can watch down in the description link down below over on the New York a, uh, UAP discussion YouTube channel and page. Uh, you can check out the original footage there. It's almost uh, it's almost an hour long. It's 50 minutes. Uh, and we're going to review some of that because I've taken the time to stabilize that. Uh, and so without further ado, we've got the originator of this footage who's brought it to light and uh, let everybody see it for the first time. We've got Andy with us here today from New York UAP Discussion. Andy, how are you doing, my friend? What's up, Carl? How are you? <laughs> doing good. So I don't know how much you want to get into all of this, but you and I have a, a little bit of a background when it comes to this footage. Um, so first of all, the rubber duck footage, can you tell everybody why it's been nicknamed that for people who don't know? Um, yeah, that's it's actually the nickname the uh, agents from the Department of Homeland Security uh, gave it because, you know, after reviewing the footage or when they saw it actually in person, it, it resembled the rubber duck. So that's what they actually nicknamed it in the uh, on the file in the servers. Right. So when I first looked at the footage, it looks a lot to me like a, like a wedding dress flying or even something similar to like a, almost somebody sitting in a meditative position and sometimes a triangular shape. It sort of shifts shape. And so we're going to look at some of that tonight. So this came out of the Department of Homeland security but when was the footage actually filmed i believe it was in 2020 i believe it was um i forget the exact month but yeah it was it was in 2020 that it was taken during a um i think it was a routine uh flight for you know check for um drug smugglers and stuff like that and that's where they spotted it that's why in the first 20 minutes all you see is them panning the landscape because they were looking for you know any activity and then you see the object come into view, which right there, just at the beginning, when they're looking at the you know the scenery and the landscape, you could already see the object is in motion. It's already in right. you know in in, in in its you know uh, I guess velocity or whatever moving around. So that right there already shows you it's not sitting still, and the plane's moving around it. Like come on, that's just stupid. Right. So how so. You've had some other footage sent your way before. So those of you that haven't seen it, there's the uh, the Warthog footage and then there's the La Bruja footage. And you've talked to me before that you feel like the, the rubber duck uh, phenomenon may be the same sort of craft or thing as the La Bruja incident. What is it about it that makes you think that? Um. Well, when when I first saw the Bruja, because I, I actually saw that footage first before I saw the rubber duck. And uh, once I saw the rubber duck, it was like, holy crap, that's it's it's got to be the same thing. Because there's a lot of um, characteristics that you see in La Bruja that match up right. with, the, with the object and the rubber duck. So one of them is the fact that it's not really it's not emitting any heat on both on both uh, incidents or uh, both, you know, uh, recordings. They were they were filming in black hot, 
So that means the object right. was not emitting no heat whatsoever, which is why it's white. Right. So the object is 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 coming into view in the bruja like in an upright position. It's not you know swaying with the wind or anything like that. It's actually moving in a very uh, generalized direction, you know, like a linear path, you know, motion. Yeah. And you could see as when you zoom into it, you could see that at times it's actually it's actually rotating also, and at parts you could see the second object also, like the second piece and the space in between the two. Right. So that's why. In, in one second. You're good. Yeah. Please. Sorry. So I'm gonna making noise. You're good. Why don't we just go ahead and pull up this rubber duck footage? Because so you haven't even seen the stabilized footage yet, other than I sent you kind of an unlisted link before. Did you get a chance to look at it yet, Andy? Actually, no, no, I haven't. You haven't. Okay. I got. I got. I saw. I saw a little bit of it. Okay, so for those of you that are at home watching this, or if you're listening on the podcast, I highly recommend that you go watch the original footage over on Andy's YouTube channel. Uh, go check it out or come and watch this video on YouTube so you can see what we're talking about. If you haven't witnessed this yet, it's really remarkable. And I want to say, Andy, people don't realize, well, maybe they are because this video is really taken off the original. Uh, it's got how many views now? Like over probably over 200,000 or close to that. It's actually close to 200 right now. I think it's at something like one, 175 or 180 around there. Right. Right. So, I mean, it's getting out. And I think that's because it's authentic. So as you're looking at, at this on screen here, uh, first of all, let's just paint the picture going over uh, kind of what we see on the screen. Some of this is redacted. It says archived at theblackvault.com. You can go read about it on that website as well. This shows up here in the top corner that it, this is filmed with a FLIR system. You've yeah. got the compass up at the top here. Uh, Andy, why don't you take a minute and describe what sort of vehicle this was filmed from? The uh, I believe it was the CR RC twenty uh, RC twenty six spy plane, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So that's that's the uh, that's the plane that they were using while. Um, so this was up in the air, flying, filming down towards the ground, which is why you see all the desert. Uh, actually, you could actually see the plane at one point as they're panning through the you know through the uh, landscape. They actually show the plane itself in flight. Right. Now, I'm not familiar with what a lot of this is, except for the fact that you see this is kind of cool. It says north facing this way. There's an arrow. It shows uh, this looks like the date. Is this the date that it was filmed and the time? Yeah, that's accurate. Okay, wow. Okay. Yeah, I, th I thought 2020. It's 2019. The Bruja, I believe, is 2020. 2020. Okay, so you got no, uh, looks like November 23rd, 2019. You've got the time there. Uh, the speed... Uh, at certain moments, if you keep an eye when you're watching this at home, you'll see the speed get upwards of like 200 miles per hour tracking this thing. And the elevation seems to be uh, around 4,000 feet at times. Now, I don't know if that is for the plane itself or the object flying over the ground, uh, how high up they estimate uh, this thing to be. But uh, have you heard any reports on that, Andy, how high up in the air this object seems to be? I haven't gotten a, a uh, confirmed elevation on the object, um, but you know, based off of observation, there's sometimes there's some points in the footage where you see it gets pretty close to the ground as yeah. it goes over certain you know hills and uh, like uh, I don't know if they're mountains, but it's very hilly. And the right. speed, if you notice, um, 
I know because they were saying, oh, it, the object wasn't going that fast because, as you can see, as the cursor is moving, the speed changes as well. But right. there are times in the footage where the cursor is on top of the object exactly. So if right. you look at that, if you look at those pieces, uh, you know, the, those clips and look at the speed, it does match what I was saying, that it's going anywhere between 90 to 200 miles per hour. Right. I agree. Now, here's an interesting feature. And the reason I left this clip at the beginning before I did all the stabilization is because I wanted everybody to see what the footage looked like panning around for a minute before it jumped into the stabilization. And then what you're going to witness in the stabilization is the object itself, when it enters the screen, I jump it to the very dead center of the screen or just off center so you can see it. And then I stabilize the entire image so that the camera, everything in the, in the environment moves, but the object is forced to stay exactly where I put it in the middle of the screen. So we're going to see the shape of it. If it's rotating, moving, changing shape or anything, you get a really clear idea of what it is. And then I got the first 10 minutes of the footage because just to give you guys an idea, when it jumps to stabilization, uh, when you're doing this in Adobe After Effects, the object itself is like, perfectly white. So anytime it crosses into this white background where it's similar, it becomes very frame by frame. And at like 30 to 60 frames a second, we're talking about it takes about an hour to do one minute of stabilization on this. So just to get 10 minutes of this was about 10 hours of work for me. Jeez. And so I, so I took the 10 hours of work and then I uh, tripled it up. So I stabilized it and then I zoomed it in and uh, so you can see it up close while it's stabilized. And then I did it slow motion as well. So there's three different segments and we can scrub through all of that. But the first thing I wanted to point out to everybody is that I'm pretty sure that these are cows. Yeah, you know I was just I was just about to say the same thing that it's got to be some kind of fawn on the ground. Yeah, these definitely look like cows. And the reason that that's important is that these are cows or fauna down on the ground. Then that gives the indication of the hot signature. If they're a living thing, like a heat source, then they're blacked out like this. Yeah. So the, the hot spots are going to be darkened out and the cold spots uh, are going to be white like this. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So let's go ahead and we'll start the footage. So now that you get an idea and also the scale of the cow might be an indicator of the size of the object, depending on if people are smart and can do the trigonometry based on how high an elevation the, the thing is when it enters the screen. So let's go ahead and start here. Uh, so we're gonna scrub through, hovering over the cows here. And then here's the object enters the center. Now you see how I've locked on it? Yeah. So now it stays stabilized while the camera itself moves around. Now it's not perfect because when it crosses into the white areas, it kind of uh, gets Blend hung in. up. It blends in and gets really difficult and kind of jumpy. But now for the first time, everybody kind of sees for themselves this object, very clear, dead center, uh, not moving all over. You the get a sense of the speed. Thing. Now you can see why I said it looks like a wedding dress, right? <laughs> well, yeah, now, well, yeah, at this point, yeah. But I think that's also where, you know, they got the whole rubber duck thing from. Yeah. The best the best views that you get of this object, because it's emitting no heat and is blending in with the background, you know, makes it difficult to, to actually look at what it is or, you know, what it could be. But yeah. once it passes areas that are black, you get a real good sense of exactly, you know, of, of, of what this thing actually looks like. 
for example, like yeah. right there. You see right how there, yeah. it looks like the, uh, the there's there are two objects. You have the bottom, you have the bottom part, and then you have a smaller part up top. But in between the two, it there's nothing, but uh, at least it looks like there's nothing. Right, Andy, we know where this came from. Like this is real. <laughs> This blows, it blows my mind. Okay, now we're getting into the rotor wash where the propeller is in between the camera and the object at times. And that's why this has got extremely time consuming to do this part. But yeah, you can see it crystal clear there when it goes in front of these dark objects on the ground. Here's another thing I want to point out as we watch this here. We'll stop it. Um, the size of this object, to me, I think it's larger than people are thinking. To me, this looks like it's the size of like a minivan or larger. Well, uh, because from, you, my, you from think, my understanding, it's um, anywhere between five or six feet. Five or six feet. Okay. Well, there you can kind of see it there. And I think we can even scrub. Yeah, look at this right against right the background there. there. <laughs> yeah, that's so fascinating. This is why it looks like a rubber duck, right? Um, so, <laughs> but the objects on the ground, when you see these, shrub down below some of these juniper you know they can get you know 10 or 20 feet tall i would say out in the desert this is outside of tucson it'd be really interesting to go find these spots if people can identify this terrain it would be really fascinating uh to go and maybe look at some of these locations if it was at all possible let's see if i can get this plague in here now my files wanting to glitch out Let's mention this too, Andy. How many crazy phone call drops and technical problems have we had since we started talking about this project? Oh yeah, actually quite a quite a few. Seems like every time we've got on the phone, uh, our phone calls have gotten weird and glitched. We've heard interrupting voices come on uh, that we've heard in the background. Well, yeah, that's right. That one incident, yeah, that was pretty. Uh, that was pretty weird. That one was interesting. Even just uh, trying to get this live stream going, it's like the audio doesn't work. I had to change microphones out really quick, a bunch of weird stuff. It's like every time I talk to Andy, there's electrical problems. <laughs> there's always something weird going to happen. Connectivity <laughs> issues. Now look at the speed of this thing. It looks like a, it, this looks like classic flying saucer shape, flying almost belly first, tilted. It's flying almost straight west right now. It looks like if you look at this indicator, uh, when it appears on the screen over here on the left side, looks like it's heading almost straight so, west. So like for example, like right here, you see how the there's there's points where the where the cursor's on the object and follows it for a few seconds. If you if you look at the time at, at the speed, then yeah. that matches. You understand what I'm saying? That should Let's, match with the object because that speed is the relative okay. speed of the object that's in uh, in the view. So whatever's under the target cursor, it's accurate measure. So if we go right to this point here. Uh, oh, right here. Look at that. 171 miles per hour. So this target right now, when it's dead locked on, we can say that, yeah, that's 100. What does it say? 171. 171 up at the top corner there, right below the, the uh, archived at words on the top right there. So yeah, 171 miles per hour zooming across the desert here. And the good thing about this this uh, video that you did too is the fact that you could see at, at, at the beginning the object does not move at all. It's completely still. You know what I'm saying? If it was a right. balloon like people are saying it was, a bouquet, with, okay, first of all, when it comes to that, I got to say, use a little fucking common sense. You know what I mean? Like, come right. on. We all know what balloons look like in the wind. 
and none of them fly perfectly straight without moving around. You're talking about an open, an open desert area with no trees to stop the wind from blowing. Do you honestly think that a balloon is going to fly perfectly straight? Even, well, not even straight because the object actually does turn. And, and 100, 120 miles an hour. You know what I'm saying? Too, and so and I, on I top know. of that, on top of that, we pulled up the weather for that day and the speed, the wind speeds that night were only eight miles per hour. <laughs> really? So, yeah. I actually pulled yeah, up. So, the I mean, people for themselves can go look because you can see the data right on the screen, the date and the time when this is filmed. We know it was Department of Homeland Security footage uh, filmed. <clears throat> overhead it shows the wind speed on screen we know this is uh no temperature reading on the object it never fluctuates in temperature it flies straight and steady like it's unaffected by the environment has nothing to do with the current wind speed in the location at the time it seems like it's under its own control i it mean is. the only i can't fathom why it's not the the temperature edge of it is so mind-boggling to me that this is a cold object this is like a zero point energy object this isn't like a this isn't anything look at that like okay right okay so right there you see how you're doing that back and forth yeah man look at the it, it maintains the exact same uh position okay right if right. it was like i said if it was a balloon flying in the wind right like people are claiming lou elizondo right <laughs> to think the guy fighting for disclosure is actually saying that this is fucking balloons makes you question his ability to uh, to determine what's on the screen or not when it comes to these things. But um, yeah, pe people need to make their their own minds up for sure and just watch it. I mean, here when it zooms in, they're going to see even closer. There is some rotation to it that occurs like this, uh, but it, it feels like it's under a control and going out. Over a hundred miles per hour doesn't make sense. See, right there, it's actually rotating. Look, the smaller peak, the smaller area was at the top, and now it's in the front. Just look, you see it? Look how fast it's going over the desert, guys. Look at the speed and the current wind speed at the time. If you go look up the date right here, go look up the weather. Go look up the weather at this time. You know, November twenty third, twenty nineteen, at eight forty seven. Were the winds going 144 miles per hour across Tucson, Arizona? It seems like the roofs would be blown off the neighborhood, you know? Come on. It's and not, even if and not, even if it's not it, balloons. Let's just say even balloons. if it was blowing at, at 90 or 100 miles per hour that day, you honestly still think the balloon is going to be flying in a linear fashion like this, in a controlled fashion? No way. The balloon would be – I mean, you, you, like I, again, like I said, it's an open desert, so the wind is going to be blowing on, in all directions, you know what I'm saying, in all different and ways. And, and you and I, Andy, have both you know, talked to the, the source of this, and it's absolutely credibly from the Department of Homeland Security. This The individual that uh, released this, I'm not going to say anything about it, but uh, you and I know that this is the real deal. This is as experienced as it gets, and this stuff uh, – this footage is is for real. They don't know what this is. <laughs> well, that was the reason why they put it in that folder with the other ones, because it was like, um, I mean, you know how it is. Whenever you talk about the subject, there's always a joke. So they had put it in that folder because they would pass, you know, they would show it to other agents and kind of joke about what it could be. And nobody was able to identify any of these objects. And people need to remember, 
These guys are out there every freaking night, every freaking day. Their job is to observe with these cameras and everything. So they have to know the difference between a balloon and a bird and a, you know, and a drone in order to know what, you know, to, to, to properly identify something. You know what I'm saying? Not right. just going around using millions of dollars of taxpayer money to chase balloons and, and right. do bird watching in the middle of the night. You know what I'm saying? It just doesn't make any sense. So the fact so, that it was in that folder and, you know, how he, this individual was explaining it to me, no one knew what it was, which is the reason why they had it there because, you know, they, it was unexplained. They, they just had no idea. And, and here's another thing. Drones, even at, let's just say even at this distance, you would, you would know it was a drone. Okay. You would see the, 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 you would see the details of the drone. If it was a drone carrying uh, drugs, like many are saying, number one, you have to, you have to first understand that not just any drone can carry 30, 40 pounds of cocaine and fly, you know, through the desert or whatever. It takes a specific type of drone. You understand? And why would the drone emit like uh, a heat signature that resembles a block of dry ice? Exactly. The size of, the size of a minivan. Exactly. And some, some, okay. There was one guy, I forget his name, from UAPX who kind of um, was a little ridiculous because you would think that people who are studying the subject and trying to fight for disclosure would have taken the footage and actually ran it through all this equipment that they have and all these you know programs and software. But – to just come out and blurt out, oh, that that's a drone full of fentanyl. I was like, what? Right. How? Like how? Duplicate instead of – see, this is the thing with these people. And this is why I respect Dave Falch. Instead of blurting something out like that and making yourself look like a complete fool, you know what I'm saying? Dave actually yeah. went and took FLIR uh, equipment that he personally has. And what did he do? He made experiments. He created experiments to show you what it looks like, what an object looks like uh, cold in a hot day or a balloon or a bird right. or an insect. And every single one of these objects did not match what he was seeing. So his you know, ultimate uh, uh, conclusion was the object is unknown. He doesn't know what it is. And he sticks by that because this is the guy who's been dealing with this. He works with it. He he fixes FLIR for the past like almost 20 years. You would think he would know what he's talking about when he looks at something and says, I don't know what that is. And it's not none of these things. But the fact that people still dismiss information like that is what boggles my mind because it kind of shows you we're living in a time where opinion matters over science. And how is that possible? You know what I'm saying? Like, how is that? How is that even a thing where we can actually spit out an opinion and and. You know, people make it so like, like, oh, yeah, that's got to be what it is. No, that's not how you figure this shit out. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, I agree. People need to just analyze the footage. They need to actually look go, the go, go. I don't mean to say, go back a little bit. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry I cut you off because I think it's. No, just, you're you know, cool. Like this, right there. Look. Are those cows? Yeah. That means look how close it is to the ground. Those are those are fauna. Oh, wow. Dude. So look at the size of the fauna. Look at the size of the object. Look okay. at the heat signature of the living. These are the cows, right? So that means this object is now closer to the ground than before. This And this must be like up at the top of a mesa here. Like if we scrub back, we'll probably see it drop. Yeah, see the elevation probably goes down. Uh, That's what I was saying, that at certain points. Yeah, so here, now the elevation drops down and you see cows way further down below back here. 
Yeah, as you can see, it looks like uh, it's hard well, to like, I mean, if you compare it from the yeah. beginning when we saw the first uh, cattle or fawn or whatever to that, look at how close the object is now to the ground. So that means this thing is changing in elevation as well. Right. Or it's staying level or, in the, or, as the or, elevation is coming up and down below. Oh, it. yes, that. Exactly. Right. Yeah. But right yeah, there. You, you, see the, you see those cows or yeah, what appear to be. Sorry, I'm trying to go smooth here. I may pass. Oh, there they are. Yeah, right there. Clear and, and, and we 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 go through this footage two more times because we're going to watch it again, zoomed in, and then uh, zoomed in and slow motioned as well. We've got as that, well. that actually uh, gives you a very good sense of what what the size of the object could be. Mm -hmm. and you have to understand this concept that flying saucers when. I think it was George Adamski when he was first being interviewed by the newspapers about what he saw, he was describing the way that it moved like a saucer being skipped across the water. Like you would skip a stone, how it would fly like that, like, or like belly first, you know, like we see this object doing almost, but then they called it a flying saucer when they went to the newspaper and titled the article. But uh, he actually never called it that. And interestingly enough, George Adamski his belief was that these objects were interdimensional, not extraterrestrial, which is something that gets overlooked a lot too. Yeah. Fascinating. But see, we hear, we see it crossing over roadways here, uh, possibly identifiable locations. If people go onto Google earth, maybe be able to see exactly where this was, uh, <clears throat> you know, and we, we come up on a spot here. Yeah. Okay. So where we have bridges. Okay. I'm going to pause this. We actually have structures on the ground down below. And these look like, this looks like, now I don't know. This is outside of Tucson, Arizona. I don't know what this region and area is like, but to me, this looks like a wood pile or slash pile. Yeah, like those two look like, like, like bridges over a stream or something like that. Either bridges over a stream or, yeah, like or log piles. Yeah, it looks like there's, it's so hard it's to tell. It's but, definitely something. But you've got well, actual. Look, go go forward a little bit. You, there's another one that pops up, right there. Look down there. Yeah, there's an object here. I'll try to get the cursors to disappear. Yeah, that looks like some kind of a grain silo. Yeah, it could. Uh, it could or like, like that. Or or a big water tank or water tower for cattle. A couple of buildings. It's hard to say down here in the bottom left. But this is just to give you an idea of the scale and the speed that this object does not care. It's flying right over uh, structures and roadways. And that that right there, that like, I mean, I just don't understand how people are saying it's a, it's a balloon floating in place and the plane moving around, making the ground move. It's like, no, you, you, could, you could see it. You know what I'm saying? That the object is actually traveling. Yeah, the stabilization really reveals that the structure of the objects if it's flying at 100 mile per hour winds uh it's not moving like that it's holding shape like it's a solid structure or object or mass or entity of some kind or energy moving I, across the desert I'm actually I'm actually glad you brought up entity because um okay so the first the the uh, Bruja footage was captured right at the Tohono O'odham Indian Reservation um, this one on this year was also captured near that area as well. Not exactly where the, uh, the, the Bruja was filmed, but 
it was relatively close. And I just got confirmation yesterday from someone that has a I think an aunt that lives on that reservation, and they showed they showed her the Bruja footage. And apparently, I'm trying to get this individual. I'm trying to see if I can get this individual to talk to me. Um, she stated that it's a that that she knows of the object or has heard of the object, and that they consider it a being. A being. It looks to me when we look at it zoomed in, I might want to like pop up another share screen <laughs> because honestly, I, okay, now we got the zoomed in, right? This is sick. <laughs> so it looks like a guy sitting in the Lotus position, meditating, <laughs> flying on a magic carpet or something like <laughs> a gin, seriously, like a genie, a gin. It looks like it, uh, a being it looks like buddha like flying across well the that's why don't, don't forget they call it la bruja it looks exactly. like a witch well like a witch there's times where it looks like there's a cape pulling off or energy <clears throat> pulling off the back of it like a like a wedding dress on a broomstick look at this thing man that's but that's where the, that's where the, the bruja came from because in mexico um this there's an object that's been seen for many years and it's been captured on a, a few different times and it shows this this it looks similar to this. It and looks it, like, a, like a being, man. Yeah, and there's looks, times, and there's times when the ground gets close where no shit, man. It looks like there's legs and arms, and and it looks like a like the petroglyphs figures that I see all over the place. It looks like a Hindu deity, like with multiple arms and flames coming off of yeah. his legs. I'm telling you, there's moments when you scroll through this slow. It blows your mind. Like, I don't know. I don't, people can <laughs> jump to whatever conclusions they want, but it looks more like an entity to me than it does a craft. I don't know. It doesn't, it definitely doesn't look like a bunch of balloons. I mean, you have to stretch your imagination and say there was a giant bundle of balloons all twisted together with just like one giant balloon sticking out the top. And somehow the cursor's tracking it over 100 miles per hour for over. 20 minutes across the desert there and the wind speeds we've already talked about were only what six miles per hour that day and if they're balloons how come it's giving off a heat signature that's like a block of dry ice it's giving off like a liquid nitrogen zero point cold signature like there's no heat whatsoever it's like an anti-gravity flying craft or something this is what it feels like dude <laughs> when I'm trying to do astral projection or when I'm trying to lucid dream and fly, when I'm meditating in the Lotus position, it feels like that, dude. It feels like I'm flying like that. There's the, yeah, there's the cursor track in it, but here's, here's the, the thing. blows my mind. I'm getting all excited, man. Here's, here's the thing. Okay. Actually pause it there and go back a little bit. Go, go back. Right. right. I'll tell you when go back. I mean, you get a sense of the speed with it zoomed in, right? This right thing there. is Hauling okay. ass. No, no, go go back to that part, that spot, that part where it was very clear. Okay. Go a little go a little forward. This is so cool. Uh, this yeah, is like, like right, right, right around like... there. So okay, so first off, here here, okay. So the smaller object on top, right? You can see there that there's a space in between. Yeah. There's nothing that's really right, like okay, like right there. There's nothing really seen that's connecting it. Okay. Right. Now here's the thing with that, okay. If that small little object was a drone, because that would have to be how it works. If that was a drone carrying cocaine, how is it possible that a small little thing would be carrying that massive object from beneath? 
There's no way. You understand? Because yeah. Yeah, I mean, it would it would it would require. If you look at the information that I posted up on my on my Instagram, um, I believe they they call heavy lift drones. Those yeah. things are like forty feet. They're huge. They're yeah, those big drones. industrial commercial drones that those are like thirty thousand dollars a pop. But they <laughs> yeah they can carry like heavy payloads almost like a helicopter. Yeah. Okay. I so assume that there are like helicopter style drones, but that is not what this is. No, but even still, like okay, when you when you pause it in the air, right, like right there, go back a little bit, right there. Okay. No, no, go go forward a little, right there. Yeah. Look at look at the position of the bottom section. Yeah. Physics would tell you that if a drone was hauling a cargo like that, it would not be in that it, it would not be held why, up. It yeah. Would, why would it be driving belly forward? Exactly. It would be beneath. You understand? It would be it would be pulling it, flying with right. this object. Actually, it would probably be behind it, not in front the, of it. Right. This is why they, they try to use the argument like it's balloons, because it would have the effect of like it being pu pushed like a sail being pushed by the wind. But just look up the weather report, man. It's six miles per hour wind and this thing's going over 117. <laughs> look at that. Look at OK. Here, we'll let it go because it plays. And even, through, and, even in a, look, and this even isn't a this is not sped up. OK, this isn't double time speed. This is real time. All I did was zoom in and stabilize it this thing is hauling ass man it is but if you look like right there okay it, at, at points you see how it's starting to change it's because it actually it's it's wrote the entire thing rotates at certain points and you can see that because the top little part disappears like it's doing now you see yeah actually at right there it's actually rotating yeah, so it's, it's flying straight rotating. and all of a sudden it starts to very yeah. slowly turn, you see. Now it looks like the jetpack man. There you go. Now yeah. look, the small object. Now the here comes the here comes the head emerging again. See, it's just like it did a backwards somersault. So you mean to tell me a balloon could make that Why? small of a turn, like and not changing speed and not changing? You don't see any other balloons break out from the shape of the object. This looks exactly. like a witch. That looks and like a it, flying witch right there with a dress on, right? Like a cape. That's crazy. Yeah, that's with, actually, yeah, even with like, like hair coming off. That's yeah, I don't know what to make of it. It's freaking, it's weird as hell. <laughs> it's weird as shit, dude. But you can clear, and you can clearly see there is there, nothing. There, 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 yeah. Look at this, man. There's it's nothing like, in yeah. between the smaller section and the larger section. It's literally empty. You could see right through to you know to the to the background. Look, Look nothing there. There's no indication of anything being attached. So these these two objects are flying in tandem with each other, but there's nothing attaching them. Or what we're seeing now, I know this is like an illusion because of the background, but let's imagine here if this is like a cloaked object and there's just like a like a shine. So you know where the 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 angle of the sun from where the camera is is going to create like a, a glare off of the craft or whatever. So let's imagine for a second that this is like a saucer shape that's like this big right or maybe maybe the edge comes down here but the belly comes under here if it was a craft and this is just like where the sun's glinting off the top of a chrome well, if, or if, something you know and so it seems to do that but i mean ah. but don't forget if i'm not mistaken this is filmed at night yeah man i'm just trying to 
come at it at all angles. That's a perfect. You know? That's a perfect right picture right there. That, that you it looks like you know that old board game. Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. The sorry <laughs> pieces. That's what it looks like. Is like those little sorry, those little board game pieces. But like I, I mean, it's just my thing is is like, it's just <laughs> unbelievable for people to say that this is a balloon or anything like that. Yeah, I like, don't know. Come on, common sense tells you that's impossible. It can't be. It just can't yeah. be. I don't know what it is. It's it's unidentified. That's what Jazz Shaw saying in the comment section. Like all you have to do is go outside, yeah. okay? Get get a, get a get get a cluster of balloons. Do your own experiment. Get a cluster of balloons. Go outside just, on a windy day and put you know tie it up to some pretty decent string, and just yeah. let it go and let it flow. And I can guarantee you, not one moment of it being up in the air is going to sit still and do what you're seeing in this video. Absolutely not. It's going to be chaotic. The bundle of balloons isn't going to go over 117 miles per hour. It's not going to fly like that. <laughs> uh, it's not going to give off a zero energy heat signature like a block of dry ice. Um, yeah. It's and look, now now you can see that the front part, look, there it goes again. It's, it's rotating. Yeah, now this looks like classic flying saucer shape here like but you can see right there it starts to rotate again yeah and what's funny is you get the sense like when it goes belly first like this what you hear in a lot of accounts is when these things take off if it's a craft they tilt almost belly first and then take off well like that's what bob, bob lazar was the one that talked about that with the bob um, lazar said that yeah. So it makes you wonder if when it tilts like that, if it's like throttling up, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If it's like just really wah, popping a wheelie, <laughs> but right? then it roll, then it rolls over in the head. Look, like, it's a per it's a perfect rotation. What is that? You Look could see it right there. If it was balloons, balloons, it would be impossible for balloons to pull that to pull that off. Yeah, when and, it does it multiple, like and it does it multiple times. It does it multiple it, times throughout the flight. It forces your brain to see, it forces your eyes to see the terrain and the speed for what it is. Kind of like when you're driving in the car and you're just looking out in the distant horizon, you don't get a sense of how fast you're going on the highway. But when you look right out the window down at the gravel and at the road, you realize how fast you're going and this thing is moving. You know, oh, it's yeah. going pretty quick. It's going with an, an intentional direction and wind speed. I don't know what kind of, I mean, if this is balloons and wind, it should be a weather anomaly that's investigated because this is strange, even at that level. The close-up is looks like two non-connected objects there. Look at that. You're right. Uh, I'm, when we're going to come back and get to your comments, everybody here in a second and start taking your questions, when we get through this, uh, yeah, see, look at that. Boop. It almost looks like uh, something running. Look at that. Running on the ground. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> like the, the head coming <clears> off. Like <throat> it, it almost looks like a plasma form. Look at that. The head go or whatever it is go up and down there. Look at that. <laughs> what is it, Andy? I have, I have no idea. Is that now it's Bigfoot? Look at now, that okay, here's, here's another interesting Look at that thing run across the desert. <laughs> Dude, here's, here's another interesting thing though. When you look at the Bruja footage, yeah. the object actually flies uh, uh, relatively close to a bunch of cattle that are in the uh, you know on the field. Right. And if it was a drone in the middle of the night, 
those cattle would have scattered from the, you know, from from being frightened, from not knowing what it was, because drones make noise and they're very loud. Not one single cattle flinches. Okay, and you're talking dead middle of the night. If you if you startle cattle with drone, they will they will run or or something would happen. They would react. Sure. Nothing, nothing, not a single flinch as this thing flew over. And the reason why, um, you know, I, I stated that the object in that footage in the Bruja was five, six feet also is because of the cactus. The cactus in the background uh, grow anywhere between, I think it's like um, 10 or 20 feet. Mm-hmm. So when you could see that it flies near them, you could use that as a reference point to measure it. And even when it's near the cattle, so that's the, 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 um, the size of it is relatively about five or six feet. Right. Yeah, and there are a lot of good comments over here. We're going to jump and show them on screen, and we'll restart this and start throwing the comments on screen too while we watch through this again here in a second. But you're right. Like even if the uh, the cursor is the indicator of the speed, the cursor, the object never leaves the cursor pace. So if even if you adjust for that, give or take, you know, maybe even 50 miles per hour, give or take, this thing is still cruising steadily 80 to 100 miles per hour throughout the duration and sometimes even faster yeah so yeah sometimes it seems like it's going almost completely vertical with almost just like energy i mean this looks like like a dude sitting in the lotus position like Arms folded and legs crossed. I think that'd be creepier than a UFO to see some guy in a lotus position flying around. The I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. It well, I'd, be scared. I'd be more scared. Of that than and the, all the ancient cultures said that shit, though, man. That's what they yeah. said they saw. It's what I don't know. They clean. I just want to throw that out there because I know people see the same thing. There it goes again. Look, there's classic there's the flying saucer. Yeah, now it's look. rotating up. Rotating now it looks again. like. Now it looks like, yeah, Eve off of Wally. Yeah. See, you see the smaller object coming out the top? Yeah. That means this is this is literally flying in unison. Whatever this is, those two objects are somehow attached, whether it be with something or, you know, some kind of energy. They're they're literally turning in as one. You understand? And then they'll yeah. and then it'll just fly in that position and then decide it wants to rotate again, you know? So that right yeah. there shows you it can't, it's not a cluster of balloons. And it's not a drone because if it was a drone, the drone wouldn't be able to do that because yeah, look the at this. Of the, you know the weight of the drugs wouldn't allow it to. Look at the shape. Look at the shape here. Look at the separation between the top orb and the bottom sort of saucer shape, and look how it's peeking out here in the front in the direction of travel, curving that way. Oh man. As someone who meditates every day, this that's immediately what I see. Uh, it's crazy. It's, so, it's insane. And they, really and, they, cool. and they film it for 40, 40 full minutes. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Jazz says it looks like Frosty the Snowman. There it goes again rotating. See? Again, yeah. Once again, it rotates. So... Uh, that's where we had a glitch in the footage there. There were some of the feed that dropped off and came back and it is a little bit jumpy because, you know, I was staying up all night working on this, trying to get through the rotor wash and all that. I did this in Adobe after effects. Um, 
So it is a little bit of, there's a little bit of the jumps there where I just couldn't catch all of it, <laughs> but you get it really, I, I hope everybody gets a good sense of this. And honestly, it's up to you, Andy. I've got the whole thing edited like this without us talking over it on, unlisted on my channel. Uh, if you want to upload it onto yours. Okay. So now here's slow. This is going to be fascinating. Uh, so you're going to get to see the whole thing. Now this is 30% slower than the regular 10 minutes that you would watch. So the regular 100% speed, this is down to 30% of what it normally would go. So you get a sense of uh, objects on the ground, the shape, the movement, the rotation. And it's really fascinating on this one. When we scrub through it faster, you get a sense of that roll and rotation and the steadiness of, of speed and direction of all this, mm -hmm. um, of the object. But I agree. It looks so much like the La Bruja footage. If you guys haven't seen that, you got to go check it out on Andy's channel because um, it looks a lot like this. And it would be really interesting because it's such a short piece of footage to stabilize and zoom in and compare the two or maybe even throw them side by side on screen. Um, I could even match the rotation so they're traveling in the same direction and see if they look the same, put them side by side. Trust uh, me, I'm telling you, if you look at if you look into both, you'll come up with the same conclusion. It has to be the same object. Because have you heard it? Have you heard anything about it about the date or the time being significant with the La Bruja object being the same thing? Well, if I'm not mistaken, each one of those videos was filmed a year apart. Uh, not on the, not on the exact day, but the A10 I think was. Um, 2020 was it 2021 i can't remember the exact dates actually i got it here hold on a second so the a10 was filmed this one was what 2019 right yeah that was 2019 the bruja was 2020 to uh february february 3rd 2020 and then I think um, A10 was 21, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So we're going to start fielding your guys' questions and comments in the comments section. Uh, so start spitting them out there. We'll take this one. Uh, Pinsner says, the question is, how high from the ground is the object? I'm sure an expert can math that out, right? Uh, I agree. Do you Have you heard anything? I've heard estimates that the plane is flying at 4,000 feet. Uh, we're going to be on a show coming up. When is it? Friday, Andy, where we're going to be oh, talking yeah. to actual pilots about this? Thursday, Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, tell everybody about that so they can tune into that show. Yeah, so on Thursday, um, Chris, Chris, uh, I always, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Is Leto? Leto. Chris Leto, the F-16 pilot, um, is going to have me, Dave Fouch, and uh, Carl on. He's going to do first 30 minutes with Dave. They're going to go over all of the geeky questions, you know, and stuff and information. So I think they're going to get into all of that. I gave him all the information regarding the weather of the day. I actually uh, shared with him some of the uh, um, coordinates so that way he can do, you know, um, his research, you know, with that. But on that day, we'll probably get a lot more answers in regards to the specifics when it comes to wind speed and all that than we will today. But um, but yeah. So you'll you we'll get more of that on Thursday, right? Because he's Let's really see. he's really really he loves the flip. very very analytical. His work on the tic tac and all of that from his perspective as a pilot and being able to tell you what's on screen and what that tells you uh, blows my mind and is 
really validating. Yeah, he's, you're, he's convinced that this is something yeah, completely unknown. He's a hundred percent convinced that this is not a drone, not a balloon. He says what he's, he's so excited about it <laughs> and he can't yeah. wait for the interview to, you know, to, to happen because he wants to talk about it. But um, yeah, he's a hundred percent sure this is none of that. I've got this question up here for mostly space. I've wondered with this footage is the appearance of two separate objects, possibly a glare of light or artifact. Well, now that we're watching it in slow motion, you tell me mostly space. I mean, it's hard to say, but it looks like somehow they're connected. If it is some kind of a sheen or a glare, the fact that it's uniform and then rotates in such a way. Well, there, uh, wouldn't, there wouldn't be a glare because this was filmed again at night. Right. So what 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 I mean, even if the moon was out, it wouldn't create that big of a glare to, you know, to, to give that effect. You understand what I'm saying? So what you're looking at is the actual physical object. Now, this is it flying through the propeller. So you, the camera's pointing through the propeller at certain points. And that's why you get the black, white, black, white on the screen yeah. going on. Uh, again, this is 30 percent speed now. Here's a Carl says it looks like an interdimensional light orb, which may be a metallic UFO UAP phasing into our visual scope, which is uh, something from uh, the podcast. Oh my gosh, I'm totally spacing his name <laughs> off the top of my head now. Oh, so many podcasts in my head. I'm gonna, I'm literally gonna pull it up. We just did one uh, a show the other day talking about this. Um, I gotta pull this up, Andy. You keep talking and cover my back, bro. Brad <laughs> Voorhees, Brad Voorhees, Sonic Gravity podcast. There we go. Uh, his theory is that these objects are kind of trace artifacts um, or plasma objects that appear from something in another dimension or traveling through time. Uh, who knows? It's very theoretical. Well, the, the, the interesting thing about this object is, like I said, the A10 um, – the Bruja and this one filmed, you know, one year apart from each other. And all, all, each one of them were filmed in a relative same, you know, location. You understand? So that's that's one thing that I noticed that was very interesting. Um, it was also around the same location where the uh, incident earlier this year that occurred in Tucson with the the drone incident with um, Department of Homeland Security and um, Tucson. Uh, PD where the two choppers chased that drone and they weren't able to catch up to it. And they, they chased it. I think it was like something up to 70 miles and it was flying upwards of 10,000 feet. And mm. supposedly they said it was a quadcopter, but um, they only stated that because they couldn't really identify the object. So it's interesting that it also occurred in the same area where these things were caught, you know? So Kind of makes you wonder if that, that was an actual quadcopter. If I'm not mistaken, they also um, uh, searched the area to see if there was anybody that may have been controlling the 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 you know quadcopter, and they they came up with nothing. It was you know they they didn't know what it was. Yeah, people were watching this for them, and, and it was flying. So you know, so people know that object in that incident I'm talking about literally was flying circles around the helicopter. Okay, so now think about that. If a drone, if that was a drone, okay, think about how a chopper works. It's spinning blades and 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 creating vortex of wind as it's flying. You right. honestly think that a drone would be able to fly around a chopper that is disturbing the wind at those, you know, at that at that at those speeds or that force? 
it wouldn't be able to pull that off. You understand what I'm saying? The, the, right. the drone would be just blown away, you know? But this thing was literally flying around it like it was nothing. It was toy. It was toying with them. Right. Yeah. And this is a good question here from Jazz. I agree. Yeah. It's like it's toying from the more we do this and the more we analyze this footage and everything, the more we can build kind of a picture as to what these are and open our minds to it outside of just what we've been told or what we've been allowed to hear uh, in the media or with the talking heads. Jazz has a good point here. He says the ground has texture of many sorts. Is there a point where the object has any details that aren't just blank white? So that's a good question. Uh, even when you go through on a slow motion, that's one of the anomalies of this object that's so fascinating. Let's see here if we see it go over the dark. I mean. So here's, here's can I can I brush up on that real quick? Yeah. Here's the thing. So far, it's an unknown object. One of the things that I, I you know, like, I was criticized for when I released this and they're like, oh, you hyped it up and this and this. Everyone was expecting a very clear cut image of a UFO, a saucer or something. And it's like, no, you're not understanding, you know, the, the significance of this footage that you're looking at. You understand? Because right. people are expecting that their, their, their expectations are incredibly high. You understand? They look, they, they, they were thinking they were going to see a, a video with ET in the back, you know, sitting down driving this thing and, and waving out the window. Like, no, this object, we don't know what it is. We don't even know if it has a definitive shape. You understand what I'm saying? Right. You don't know if it has any, uh, uh, you know, like, like um, specific, like uh, uh, curves or, or edges or anything like that. This is what makes it, you know, but, unidentified you understand what i'm saying you don't know if it's if it's anything like that you don't there's just no knowing what kind of definitive shape the object has right yeah like uh lara says she's a truly unidentified and unique that's the only way to describe it if you're watching this it doesn't make any sense there's cows hang on let's go back and check out the cows now here all zoomed in does that look like cows to you down on the ground yeah i think those are uh, cattle also Look at that. that almost looks like a tail coming off the back of a cow with its head down to the right here. Yeah, this looks like a cow with the horns here. Look at all the, yeah, there's cattle down here off screen kind of. Yeah, this is like a herd. One, two, three, four of cows. Yeah, this one's running. Or so, three. yeah. All you get is this solid white object. So you've got uh, the dark cows giving off the heat signature uh, of a living object. But then you've got this. See, now it looks like a pyramid. It's so weird. I think that's just from the um, from the from the, ba from the background and pixels. Yeah. But look at that. It's almost like somebody cruising on a jet ski. <laughs> ah, I know. Right. It's, it's Silver Surfer. It's the Silver Surfer, right? <laughs> It's so strange, man. So, yeah. Great work, Carl. Because of this close-up to me, we can now see that it does look like non-connected objects because you can see the ground between the two objects as it travels. And I think the times when you don't are almost when it's like maybe rotated. Right there. It's rotating. With the bottom up towards you. Yeah. So right now, the smaller part is facing away from us on the other side. And you're seeing right. the other side of the object. You see how and then and then it, you'll and then see it pop up on the other over. side. 
Yeah. So cool. But the weird thing about that, the weird thing about that, uh, that rotation is that it, 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 it doesn't do it like it does it at random points. Like I said, it'll fly, you know, where you see the, uh, the, the little, you know, ball part up top for a while. And then all of a sudden decides it wants to start to rotate. You know what I'm saying? Right. It reminds of Eve from the movie Wally right there. It totally does. Like a jetpack, dude, flying. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. It changes kind of shape, but I think that that's the perception of the angle that you're viewing it as it's as the thing is moving, but it doesn't seem to care which ways up or down or forward or back as it's moving directionally, which is and keep keep classic. In mi- keep in mind this is this is, you know, there is an analysis done by the scientific coalition of UAP studies on this object, and the reason why I know it's rotating is because that is part of the um, analysis. And it shows you a representation of this rotation. So trust me that when I say the object is one and some, it, it somehow, even though it's not connected or you see no connections, this object, these two objects are moving as one object. Right. Which you see a lot of times in so many other accounts as well. Like there's a main craft and then orbs or spheres and sometimes they rot- rotate around or split off of the object and then they work in unison um uh was it sean cahill even said what he witnessed was like different points of light that rotated and then coalesced into one ball and then went into the ocean isn't that what he said he saw i can't remember well um the, the, i'll use a perfect example is the uh 2013 aguadilla incident where the object that was seen split into two under the water that's right. And when it's yeah, that water. one was flying over the city and then it goes into the water, comes out of the water, appears to s- split into two or meet up with another one under the surface. Yeah, actually, it, it, just... it, all of that actually happened as it was underwater. So when it first entered the water, it kind of was like if this was the water, the object was kind of skimming, you know, like like right at the surface. And then yeah. it finally submerged. And once it, once it was fully submerged, it literally split into two identical parts where one went in one direction, the other went the other. So it's possible that we're looking at something similar right here, but just the angle that the object was flying in in Puerto Rico, you weren't able to see that separate section that split off of it and went flying off. So this could be similar to that. That object may be something that could actually detach itself because that's been seen many times with, um, with some UFO sightings where you'll see, I think it was in Poland, there was a foot. There was footage of an orb where a smaller orb was flying around it, and it kind of went and and, and merged back with the larger one. <clears throat> so it, it could be something similar to that. You know what I'm saying? Right. But yeah, it could be. Another another uh, thing is, you know, people, you guys got to realize, you know, if if we're looking at something, I'm not. And, and listen, let me let me make this clear. I never once, when I released this footage, cleaned that the object was extraterrestrial. I said the object was unknown. It was, you know, unidentified. Um, But if, let's just say, hypothetically speaking, this was something of extraterrestrial origin, we're not going to understand their technology. We're not going to understand what it is that we're looking at. You understand? This is why we call it unidentified. Because if, if, and I'll tell you this from experience, you know, when you see it in person, you still don't, your eyes still don't believe you. 
Right. You understand? You, 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 you can't make sense of what you're looking at. And that's with it being right in front of your face. So now here we are looking at footage like this that, yeah, you know, people say, oh, it's blurry. It might not even be that it's blurry. The, the object itself may just be a, a, a ball of energy. You understand right. what I'm saying? So it's no, they, you can't say that it's a, def, you know, an object with a definitive shape. You don't know that. You understand? You could be looking at something completely just literally out of this world. You have no idea. You understand? Yeah. And I can't point out enough the fact that the, that this object is so solid white indicates the coldness, the absence of temperature of this thing as it moves, which is counterintuitive to any kind of uh, electrical motor propulsion operating with a battery, you know, lipo batteries, lithium batteries, uh, all those types of RC car <laughs> batteries and everything that they use in drones to get hot. You know, if they're flying for 20 minutes over the desert at over 100 miles per hour, uh, racing drone the size of a cow is going to get super hot and you're going to see this object turn dark black or emanating a black aura or giving a black trail in the air off the back of it like you would see uh if you go and look at the um a10 warthog footage you're going to get a clear idea of what an airplane looks like flying with the flare pointed at it you know you can even see the heat signatures coming off and the how the what color the object is and everything, um, and this is just like a self-contained bubble with a little orb above it, and it seems to rotate. It doesn't make any sense. It's completely unidentified, and this is why I don't know how to explain it. It's so funny to me. It almost looks like a a body sitting in a position. Pause it right there. Go back a little bit to that black uh, black area. Go, go back again. I want, I want to point something out. Right, Okay, right there. Stop. The object does have a shape. Yeah. You can see that there is some sort of an indentation right there. You see the top part? There is an indentation, and that's actually visible throughout the footage while it's in that, uh, in, in that uh, position. Right. So whatever it is has some sort of shape, but it's still pretty fucking weird. <laughs> Look at the shape of this, like. That's actually a perfect capture right there because you actually look, you, you, you actually have a very clear image of of, uh, of the object itself. And you can see that it just doesn't make any sense. It's not a cluster of balloons. It's not a drone. If if this little, like I said, if that small okay. little set, uh, object up top was a drone, how is it possible it's carrying that massive payload without it wobbling, without it doing something? You would have seen some kind of motion, but it's not. It's literally like the only way I could describe it is like when I saw the the, the, the UFO over my house, the, the saucer over my house. Yeah. This whatever whatever this is, it's not affected by the the exterior environment, the outside environment. You understand what I'm saying? This thing is actually literally flying in one position until it decides it wants to rotate. Look at these dots too. What is it with this man? You've got like I'm not sure if that's if that's with the pixelage or if that's actual object itself, but that capture right there is great because you could see that it, it does have some kind of shape to it. And yeah, and there are like little dark one, two, three little dots right there. But I mean, look at the clear separation between the orb and the body. Yeah. With a, There's nothing there that's that indicates that it's attached. That's so weird, man. That's actually a pretty good screenshot. So, 
It is. Let's see. 36 minutes. So let's see as we move forward. These these dots persist. Yeah, look. One, two. There's more. It's like there's dots. There's uh okay. See, then this segment right here is a good indicator. If it is the cursor speed that indicates the speed of the object, it's matching, so it should be the same. Yeah, as if you can, at any point in time when the cursor is right on top of the object, all you have to do is look at the speed, and that is the relative speed that this object is traveling. Because that speed up in the right-hand side is meant for whatever object is being tracked, so they can, you know, so they know what what the speed of the object is, whether it be a car or plane. It'll let them know the general relative speed. Right. But right, like right there, you can see that it may it keeps. Cow. Yeah, that that's I'm, I'm a, I well, I believe that's cattle also. Look at that. That looks like a cow looking right up at it. <laughs> like there's the legs. That's the back end of the cow. There's the head. There's another cow that's like a baby in the brush. Here's more cows over here. That's a cow for sure. So you can see the heat signature of the cow is just jet black, right? And then you've got this object. Fascinating, Andy. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, is there any more confirmation coming or FOIA requests coming? That was a good question from Jazz on this uh, footage. I'm not any sure about Any information about who the pilot might be is another good one. Well, we know who the pilots are, but um, it's, you know, unfortunately getting them to actually come forward is a different story. Okay. Yeah, man. See, and there's times like this where, look at that. Bunch of balloons. I don't think so, man. Look at that. Now it's like it's almost facing the opposite direction and it does look connected. Yeah, but that's just because it's um, it's it's rotating. So you're looking at the underside and then the other side right. is actually coming out again. Right. And then once it goes back up to you know the normal position, that's when you see the um, the space between again. Okay, now I'm going to grab this and start scrubbing so you guys can see when I go through fast. It's very interesting here. Look at the separation here between yeah, the there top. There you go, right there. You see? Look at that. Hold up. It's almost like the top sort of bounces up and down off of the main body of the object. Look at the separation there. I mean, if this is a large object flying through the air, I mean, this is why they would say that's a balloon when there's a string in there that we can't see. Separating. Yeah, but if that, okay, but all right, even if that was the case, you honestly think that that small balloon is going to stay in the exact same position the entire time? No way. That thing, if this, the small one would be the one that would indicate if it was a balloon or not, because it'd be all over the place. It would not sit exactly where it's at. Right. Exactly what he's yeah. saying. Balloons would not be that stable moving at any speed. They would not be that stable. They would have got hung up on the brush by now. There's no way they'd be going, you know, in excess of 100 miles per hour faster than the weather report at the time. Yeah. And it, you would think that. 
and, and the gentleman that we've talked to that we know gave this information, this footage to you is as good as they come, as credible as they come. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Chock full of information, that guy. He's, uh, Dustin says that separation would be the same with the wasp. I'm not familiar. What is the wasp? Is that another UFO incident or is that a uh, drone? Is that a type of drone that separates? Yeah, but even again, even if it was, I mean, okay, what what drone would be able to rotate like that as it's flying? You know what I'm saying? And have that massive piece underneath on top. Like it just doesn't make any sense. Hmm. I just Google image search the wasp drone and does not, unless there's a, I'm looking at the wrong thing. Yeah. So is there any further zoom at this point? Watching the footage seems like there's a capability to really zoom in farther. Uh, this is how far I zoomed in uh, just because it's already so pixelized on the screen, as you can tell uh, from the source, even the crosshairs here start to fragment. Uh, when I pushed it in even closer, it gets really crazy. It just starts to look like a like blobs of pixels. But um, it's definitely somebody when they get a hold of the source footage here or whatever could zoom in on that. Well, the the the, the actual FLIR itself that was the max zoom that it was in because um, oh. FLIR doesn't FLIR doesn't uh, zoom in the way you would think. Like you know where, where it, it's it, it has like like three different settings of zoom where you click on it and it'll switch to another zoom and then you uh click again and all of a sudden it's you know closer i i forget what it, you know how they call it but it's not like when you take your phone and you zoom in on an object and it gradually comes closer this isn't um like 10 times zoom 20 times zoom 50 times zoom type of thing it's right. in it's like an instant zoom right so the flare was max zoomed in tracking the target yeah this is huge. So now I've only stabilized the first 10 minutes and there's 20 minutes of this. So if there's any other uh, anomalies to the footage, it might show up in the other 10 minutes. I haven't got my hands on that. I really wanted to just get this out there. But man, it's so funny when you scrub through this, you get this almost like a jelly effect of plasma like a boop boop like it's bobbing up and down you know like the little things if you, if you look around it right it, it, i mean it, it's very possible that you know you, you're actually looking at um i mean I, and this is just you know just speaking here as a possibility uh gravitational field that's actually around the object that's possible because there is a sort of distortion as it's moving around it if you look closely to it and it's similar to the Tic Tac and um, and the footage that was released by, you know, Lou Elizondo. Right. Here you have it oh, leaning so forward. This is why they call the other one the La Bruja, where it looks like a, well, a witch. But um, I know, like, you know, a lot of people were saying, oh, does it have any of the five observables or something like that? Do you, do you know? Do you? I don't know them off the top of my head. Do you know them? The thing that Lou Elizondo was talking about? Uh, I don't know them off the top of my head either. It has to do, yeah, just with changing speed, intensity of speed. Yeah, um, so that that's one. Th I wanted to say that that's flawed because you're 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 putting specific rules on an object 
in order to identify it as that. You understand what I'm saying? I, and, and you can't do that because not every UFO you're going to look at or not every object you look at is going to want to make those maneuvers for you just so you can identify it as an unknown. Like yeah. I'm pretty sure ET out there fly straight or, you know, in a curved, you know, pattern. Like, like if they were cruising, like you're cruising in your car, you know what I'm saying? You don't jump in your car and decide to make erratic movements out of nowhere. You know right. what I'm saying? So to, to, to say that an, an object has to do these things in order to classify it as unidentified or genuine unknown is, is that's kind of, you know, ridiculous. Honestly, if you ask me, look at that, man. I know. Look at that. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a perfect example. Look right there. You're looking right through it, and the edge is so defined. We've got more pixelization on the the rocks and the objects down below on the ground, and this thing is just crisp, ice cold, like a black hole. That's wild, man. And if uh, and look, and if this if this was a drone, we all know what a drone looks like. Drones got the scent, you know, the main body and then the propellers that extend outward. At this point right there, pause it right there. You would have seen those extremities around the smaller part. Yeah. You would have been able to make that out. You understand what I'm saying? The same way you're able to make out the fauna in the background. Remember, the fauna is actually further in the distance than the object. So right there at this point, you would have seen some indication around that smaller section, if it was a quadcopter, of those rotors. You understand what I'm saying? Or, or yeah, you would, when it gets uh, against, first of all, yeah, if it was a quadcopter, this the object would be black. It would be emitting a heat signature. It would not be emitting an ice-cold signature. Uh, it, you would be able to see when it's against these the black background through the rotors okay, or through, through the rotor wash. Um doesn't make any sense man it doesn't make any sense look at that yeah no it's just like i love how it looks like it's bobbing up and down honestly man if it's a craft i want one if it's a type of meditation i want to do it because it looks <laughs> fun this looks fun as shit if you could fly like this across the desert how fun would that be man like look right there look at that, look at that go back again like go back it. again that is look at this. That is perfect. Okay, now when you do it like that and slow, you know, you, you go back and forth, you slow it down. You, 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 I mean, it's it's not moving at all. It's not flinching. It's nothing. It's literally perfectly fucking still. And and keep in mind, this is open desert at only eight miles per hour winds. See what I mean? How it's like, like. Is this why they think it's like balloons? Look at that. It's, Shit, it's, man. it's impossible. I, I, I honestly, it's like I, I can't understand. That kind of looks like we, balloon right there, but I'm just gonna say it. Yeah, but that's just in a free. I mean, come on. Even still, you, you look at it in, in a still. Yes, you'd be like, oh, that's a balloon. But then you play it, and you're like, all right, wait a minute. I don't know. But um, I just, I just can't understand how uh, it doesn't look like. Balloons to me, man. I, I can't understand how we've gotten to a point where we, we literally <laughs> like we look at something like this and you automatically dismiss it because you can't wrap your mind around the possibility that it's something else. You know what I mean? Like is is that too much of a of I, I don't know how to put it. Like it's like 
people aren't ready for it. They're 100% not ready for it. Or they're expecting something so extravagant. And it's like, that's not how it's going to work, you know? Mostly Space has a good point. I might be saying this wrong. The hot, cold readings on the FLIR are all based on settings, although the object is white. That doesn't necessarily mean it's cold. So I'm calling. I'm saying that it's like dry ice, cold, because it's so white. I am saying that kind of like a metaphor to well, show how there's no, no heat coming off of this thing. Everyone you're is- right. I shouldn't be saying it in that exaggerated way. But yeah, the setting is that this is uh, not giving off a heat signature. That doesn't may- mean that if you touched it, it would be cold like ice. But so, yeah, again, point, on, on Thursday, Dave Fouch is going to be on to explain all of this. Maybe because, it is ice cold. <laughs> I mean, he, he took a frozen bottle right. and filmed it on the FLIR. And to show, you know, that... that oh, it, he does. So he does t- test all that to compare it then. Yeah, if you go look at his video, he, he literally froze a bottle and filmed it on the FLIR. And you could see that the bottle was emitting a bright white under a uh, uh, black hot mode that was very similar to this object. So he right. states that this object is ice cold. Okay. Well, I guess we'll find out. I'm not an expert on all of this stuff. It's really fascinating to me, but you can see it cruising along steady at the speed. If you watch the footage back, like we talked about, you can get a sense of the compass. Like if we went back to the beginning you can get the north, south, east, and west off the readings of the FLIR that are right on screen on the top left side. You can get a sense if, as the plane is turning, that north changes. And so if it's like circling around the object, pointing down towards it or flying straight parallel, all of that still is yet to be analyzed and should be analyzed. And maybe that's coming up on Thursday, some of those that uh, analysis will be really fascinating. So make sure and go subscribe and tune in to check uh, that video out when it's coming up on Thursday. I'm excited to hear what they have to say. But uh, yeah, we can throw this footage into the mix for them to look at. Um, yeah, I've got it stuck as an unlisted video, but I'll throw it up on a Google Drive, Andy, for you to be able to pull off and share with who you want. Or if you want me just to throw it live on my channel, we can do that too. It's totally up to you. That's but, more me. What's that? I said, it's, it doesn't matter to me. It's fine with me. Yeah, look at this thing go. That's why they call it the rubber duck UAP right now. Yeah, that's like actually a, a perfect example. <laughs> looks like a swimming pool floaty, right? Like a big rubber duck thing. I just I just want to mention because a lot of people have questions on the Dave Fouch thing. Um, I actually have it on my YouTube channel as well. Um, but if you if you go on YouTube and search Dave Fouch, his channel will come up and, and his analysis is there as well. Right. Okay, so I'm going to scrub through here, get to the part at the end where we see the, when I go through fast, it's really wild. You see the rotation, see that? Oh, yeah. So when I really scrub through high speed, you get the an overall shape. Man, what is that thing, dude? Interesting, right? See? See how it looks like it's spinning, like in a circle? Right, it's kind of just like it's going like this, right? Yeah, it's a very awkward like rotation. So as I scrub through, yeah, man, it just looks like it's floating through, having a blast. I want to do it. Look, <laughs> I'm je- I'm jealous of whatever this thing is. <laughs> it looks cool. <laughs> it looks fun. 
Okay, so I'm going to scrub back to the very start. So now that we've been able to talk about this for a little bit, we're going to play it for just a minute. So now that we're going to talk about it again and refresh everybody's minds of what they're seeing on screen, you've got the north, southeast, west pointer on the top left corner. You've got the date and the time. You can go verify the weather and, and directions and everything. There's a compass at the top of the screen, the miles per hour. So, yeah, you see now the cursor is pointed down at these cows on the ground. Um and as he's panning across the ground, you see the speed go up and down. So it would indicate that the cursor speed is the indicator. Yeah. So whatever the cursor speed is, is what this miles per hour speed is up here. So when it's matching parallel to the object, you've got a pretty accurate reading, give or take, of how fast it's moving. Yeah, there it is. Okay, man. Uh, fascinating stuff, bro. So everybody needs to go watch the original footage. Everybody needs to go subscribe and check out the show with much further analysis and more depth on Thursday. Uh, the links are going to be all down in the description of this video below. Andy, my man, anything else that you want to say? You've been really passionate about this topic and getting it out. We've had so much go on behind the scenes that some people may never hear about uh before this <laughs> saw the light of day there was yeah. about a week there bro that oh, was cra man. crazy i know it's like crap <laughs> i didn't know what was gonna happen i, I was know. worried i was gonna get pulled aside and even questioned my officials i didn't even know what was gonna happen we thought our phones were being tapped for a while it was interesting man i'm actually i'm actually really surprised that they were afraid of of, of going through with it for the, for those reasons you know like that was that that took me back. I was like, wow, well, they really yeah. actually scared of, you know, pushing this and then something happens. <laughs> right. So, Andy, what's next? Well, just now we're waiting on the, the uh, SCU analysis to confirm everything. And then it, that will literally shut everybody up who was uh, doubting the footage. Because don't forget, yeah. they, are, they did the analysis for the uh, 2013 Aguadilla incident. And um, it was 200 something page report. Um, and just so you know, Dave Fouch was also one of the individuals who assisted in that analysis. And they concluded that that object was anomalous, that there's no explanation for what they saw. So now we wait to see what the official um, analysis of this is. It should be, in, I think, within the next maybe two or three months, something like that. But they take a little time with it. But um, at least it'll how be can how can people follow you to keep track of when this analysis is released and any more footage? Because people need to know if they are not aware of you, uh, uh, they can go follow. And this isn't your first bit of footage that's been leaked out or released to you. And you've got connections that trust you. And I know why. It's because of how passionate you are, how real this is to you, how straightforward you're not in it for the views you're not in it to try and blow up some kind of a podcast show or anything well, you're in it because this is real to you this is this matters you could you could you can confirm this one for me did i not turn down any kind of money that was offered to me when we were speaking with the individuals we were speaking with yeah in the end there was a tremendous amount of opportunities that were swinging around from multiple different directions about this particular piece of footage. And in the end, Andy was just like, 
to hell with it and just released it because it was a matter of getting the truth out there, breaking it down. And because there's more out there, people need to know that once this is done and the truth gets out, if there's people from uh, the military, from the Department of Homeland Security, that's a big one, you guys, the Department of Homeland Security, Border Patrol, these guys that are down there in these open desert hot regions, uh, they're using this advanced equipment too, just like the military and the Navy. The Navy's not the only ones that are dealing with these incidents all the time, whose lives are at risk, that are out there putting their lives at danger. My hat goes off to these guys. The uh, Department of Homeland Security, the Border Patrol guys are out there losing their lives, uh, trying to do their job and then facing these issues just like the military and the Navy. And so if you're dealing with this stuff and you're and getting squashed under thumb, somebody's thumb or getting told not to talk about it, there are good people like us and especially Andy out there that are willing to try and break it down for you and help you guys out. And from a grassroots level, at least get it out there so that more people can do the same. So, yeah. Any last words, Andy? I just want to um, get every, I have a few people that were asking about third phase of moon. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I've always made it very, very, very clear. I, I didn't like them for a long time. I used to be a supporter at the beginning, but then they were constantly putting up a lot of garbage and fake crap. And I, you know, I, I had choice words about them when, um, when I was talking about them, but um, just so you know, I did reach out to them. I was, you know, on a phone call with them after I emailed them and, <laughs> and called them a bunch of douchebags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, sometimes man, this stuff, when, when you have something really important that can change the world like this, that needs to get out and everybody has different hooks in it from different angles and don't always do it the right way. So I'm, I'm glad that you at least have a, a strong neck to stick it out there and do the right thing, man. Well, I got to give it to them, you know, and I mean, after, after all that, you know, that I was feeling about them, you know, and, and them actually speaking to me and, and correcting it and willing to, you know, make the matter right. I, you know, I, I cannot, I can no longer badmouth them because that was very um, mature of them. You know what I mean? That, that, you know, that actually showed me a whole different side of them and that they were trying to do the right thing. And they told me, you know, I actually told them on the phone, I said, is it possible if I could, you know, give you guys a little critique? And he said, yeah, go ahead. Both, both of the brothers were on. And I expressed to them, you know, what I didn't like about what they were doing with their channel or what they had done with their channel. And they told me and they admitted, yeah, you know, we were putting a lot of stuff out there without any real, uh, uh, you know, research or, you know, detective work into the footage and they assured me they're like, you know, this is why we kind of rebranded and we're straying away from that and trying to get the correct information so we don't put out any, you know, false information. And that was yeah. you know, another one of the main reasons why they decided, you know, actually to interview me right on the spot over the phone. And that interview, actually, they posted it and they did right by me. They, they gave the credit yeah. and I told them and I said it. I said, look, I don't I'm not bitching because I want the credit. I said, you got to understand that I represent the individual who stuck his neck out to get this footage. So that logo just doesn't represent me. That logo represents what he did. You understand what I'm saying? I said, so yeah. that's why it's important for me. And that's why I kind of got upset because I represent him. You know what I mean? And I don't want all of this work and everything that he put into getting this footage out to be, you know, ruined by something like that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I made that very clear. 
that's the other thing is that when you release footage like this, they don't understand like the months and months of pressure and negotiating and talking to people. Sometimes, uh, uh, people you don't want to talk to in order to get to the point where you finally drop the footage. They don't understand sometimes, like even sometimes how scary it can get feeling like you're being watched or like your phone's being tapped, like your friends are being watched all of a sudden people turn on you funny. And it's all because they, you know, they want to get in on the scoop and they're not thinking about their friend and making sure that everything that you've put into this, putting your neck on the line to get it out there and to protect your sources that are giving this to you and what you've had to go through, they just don't have a clue. They don't know, but I'm glad that you're willing to speak up and say something and willing to do it right, to put it out there and not muddy the waters through the process, which is why stuff's getting sent to you and why it gets released through you. So yeah, man, we've been going like an hour and a half, Andy. It doesn't even feel like it. <laughs> I know. I didn't think it was going to be in this long. <laughs> I know. We just threw this together last minute and we have all, every time we get together, talk about this stuff, it's like technical electrical issues. I know something always problems. happens. Somebody's listening in on us or something weird like that. I don't know, but <laughs> well, I'm going to let you go. You're over on the East coast, man. Everybody needs to subscribe to Andy, follow him on Instagram, follow him over on YouTube. Check it out. The links are going to be down in the description below. Go watch the original footage. Uh, and we'll find a spot to put this stabilized footage on YouTube for everybody to check out outside of this show as well. And, uh, we'll see you guys in the next one. Thank you. Guys.